0: Many years ago, in a land not so far away, we lived in a world of party lines, long-distance collect calls, and my personal favorite, person-to-person calls. We thought we were given the world when cell phone companies started giving away free nights and weekends. I love you, baby, and I can't wait to talk to you, but I'm going to wait until 9 p.m. because then it's free. My grandparents lived in the southern tip of wild, wonderful West Virginia, It was a six-hour drive to get from our house in Mount Vernon, Ohio, to their house in Meadow Bridge, West Virginia. Obviously, they were out of our zip code. They were out of our area code. They were almost in another time zone. So every time we called Grandma and Grandpa's house, it cost us to call. So before we left their house, Dad worked out a secret code. It was secret ops. My Grandpa made sure we were safe and sound. He and Dad gathered around the station wagon for their pre-flight checklist check the air in the tires, check the oil in the engine, check the fuel in the tank. I'm thinking, hey, let's check the soda and the cup holders. That's the important stuff. Then they worked out their secret code. When we got home, we were going to call person to person. Now, that meant we were going to call their house and ask for a particular person. If that person wasn't there, we didn't have to pay for the call. So after the pre-flight checklist over the river and through the woods from grandmother's house, we drove. And when we got home, we unloaded our luggage And dad went into the kitchen, picked up the phone that was hanging on a wall, and dialed the operator. He gave the operator the number to grandma's house and said, "Uh, yes, I am making a person-to-person call for, we made it safe. The operator, I'm sure they knew what we were up to. The operator dialed the number, grandma answered, and the operator said, "Um, yes, I have a person-to-person call here for, we made it safe. If we made it safe. Is there, may we speak to them? And Grandma sweetly said, Oh, nobody here by that name. And the operator thanked Grandma, informed Dad, and mission accomplished. <laughs> Those were fun days. Now grandparents just track their kids and grandkids on Life 360. We used person to person calling because we were trying to save money. But Jacobed, she knew there was much more at stake than just money, she was trying to save a baby. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to She Had a Baby is a Boy on Simplify. Israel was growing in Egypt faster than weeds guzzling miracle grow. Pharaoh got nervous they were going to outnumber the Egyptians and take over, so Pharaoh came up with a sinister plot. Let's kill all of Israel's baby boys. He sent his heartless Egyptian death squad into Goshen, where Israel lived. And they had simple orders. If the baby born is a girl, let her live. If the baby born is a boy, drown them in the Nile. Around that time, Amram and Jacobet, a sweet couple enslaved in Egypt, found out they were expecting. She could tell by the hieroglyphs and what to expect when you're expecting that she was carrying a boy. After forty weeks, it was time to meet this baby. The midwife set everything up inside their humble tent. Amram stood outside while the ladies labored to bring another precious life into their world. Amram could tell from the screams inside the tent that he needed to up his gift-giving game. His sweet wife deserved at least that much and much more. After one last blood-curdling cry, Amram heard the most beautiful sound. He heard a baby's soft cry, and he heard the ladies laugh. And sigh. Then he heard what he feared he'd hear. He stood there as he heard an Egyptian guard walk right by the tent and then look toward him. Amram pretended to be praying. Or maybe he really was praying. After the armed guard walked past him, he went into the tent. His wife and midwife, they were cautiously joyful. The midwife said, as she handed the baby to Amram, Amram, it is a boy. Exodus 2 verse 1 reads, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. They already had one son, Aaron, and one daughter, Miriam. And they were safe because they were above two years old. But this baby boy who was just born was wanted by Pharaoh's death squad. Now this story fits about as well as a skate park at a nursing home. It's not something you would expect to see. It was the wrong time to enter the world as a Hebrew boy. And yet here was Amram, and here was Jacobed holding their new baby boy, wondering and worrying how they were going to keep him safe. They wanted to get word to their family, but how would they do that? They couldn't just go out of the tent and yell it to the world. Hey, everybody, we had a baby. It's a boy. And yet others in other tribes knew she was having a baby. They wondered boy or girl, but they did not know. They hadn't seen Amram or Jacobed for some time. This would have been a great time for a secret code. This would have been a great time for a person-to-person call for she had a baby, it's a boy. Although they didn't know how they were going to keep him safe, God was already at work. They were able to hide him for three months. They likely stationed Aaron or Miriam at the door of the tent to let them know when the guard was patrolling by. But there came a day when their best efforts to protect him were futile at best. He was still a long 21 months away from off-limits for Pharaoh. Jacobet knew what she had to do. She gathered a little straw, a little pitch, and she built a basket for her newborn son. Then she walked down to the river bank of the Nile. It's a strange twist in the story. That's the very river she's trying to keep him out of. But she put him in the basket, put the basket in the Nile, prayed a sincere prayer, and sent the basket and her baby sailing down the Nile. Moses' sister stood watch on the shore of the river and watched as the current carried her little brother down the Nile. As the basket floated, a young lady and her entourage came to the riverbank. Miriam had seen her face somewhere. Oh, yes, on the magazines at the grocery store. That's, That's the princess. That's Pharaoh's daughter. And Miriam's baby brother basket was floating right toward her. Well, maybe she won't notice it. Okay, she noticed it. Maybe she won't pick it up. Okay, she picked it up. Well, I have to know, is he still alive? He is. I just heard him cry. Well, maybe she won't recognize him. I mean, surely babies float in baskets in the Nile all the time. It's the 1500 BC version of the It's a Small World Ride at Disney. the Pharaoh's daughter spoke up. This is a Hebrew baby. Okay, that's not good. The princess picked Moses up and looked around, curious as if somebody was supposed to claim responsibility for this little guy. So Moses' sister did. She spoke up. Ma'am, your your highness, princess, would you like me to find a Hebrew nurse for this boy? I I overheard you say this is a Hebrew baby. I, I do know a Hebrew nurse who could help raise him. And Pharaoh's daughter surprisingly said yes. So Miriam sprinted back into Goshen and told her mom the good news. Jochebed came back to the Nile and Pharaoh's daughter actually hired Jochebed to nurse and nurture her own son. Most importantly though, he was safe from Pharaoh's ice-cold edict against all Hebrew baby boys. After Moses was weaned and too old for Pharaoh to worry about, Jochebed brought him back to the palace and gave him into the care and custody of the Pharaoh family where Moses lived until he turned 40. That's when Moses really realized he didn't fit in there. In a fit of rage, he killed an Egyptian and then he fled as a fugitive to the wilderness. Exodus 3 finds Moses sitting in Midian, just keeping sheep for his father-in-law Jethro. But when God and Moses were ready, God sent Moses right back into the same Egypt where he was still a wanted man to tell the most powerful man in the then known world, it's time you let God's people go. Moses had his questions. I'm still wanted there and not in a good way. Are you okay with that? And I I don't talk real good, and I don't talk real fast. Are you still okay with that? I don't even know who you are. You okay with that? God let Moses know the I Am was in charge. Not Moses, not Pharaoh. And Moses marched into Egypt and watched God rain down a ten-plague tsunami on Egypt. Each plague a direct attack on Egypt's gods. Until finally, Pharaoh lost his firstborn, and he sent for Moses in the middle of the night and told him to get out of Egypt and take everyone with him tonight. In the beginning, the Israelites couldn't beg to leave. In the end, the Israelites couldn't beg to stay. Israel began her mass exodus out of bondage into freedom, and everything was going according to plan until Pharaoh missed his free workforce. He marshaled his marshals to bring them back to bondage, but they didn't have to go very far. Israel was trapped by the Red Sea. God spoke to Moses, stretch out the staff, he did, and suddenly the waters parted this way and that, and the Israelites marched through the heart of the sea on dry ground between two walls of water. All the while, the Lord kept Egypt at bay by a cloud that proved to be darkness to Egypt and light to Israel. When Israel was safe, God lifted the cloud, and Egypt chased Israel with a fury, galloping as fast as their horse hooves would gallop. When they were in the middle of the high-speed chase in the middle of the sea, God pulled the pins on their chariot wheels. And Moses stretched out the staff again. The waters crashed back together and drowned the Egyptians. Think about the irony. The one who was supposed to drown in the Nile River at the hands of the Egyptians in the opening of the story actually watched the Egyptians drown in the Red Sea at the end of the story. And you and I could not have scripted it any better, all because God knows what he's doing. Maybe you've looked at your life lately and you're not quite sure how it's all going to work out. You're coming up with secret codes because you don't feel safe or secure. But take heart. Trust God. Put your hand in his and trust him to lead you where he wants you. You'll find out what Moses, what Israel, and what all of Egypt all found out. Our God, the I Am, He knows what He's doing. Pray with me, would you? Let's pray that the Lord would lead you, just as He led Moses and his family, that God would order all of your steps, and you would know assuredly of a fact. God knows what He's doing with your life, and He knows where He's taking you. Lord Jesus, we Take a look at the story just as you led Moses, just as you governed him, as you ordered his steps. God, so order ours. Just as those listening, some of those don't feel safe or secure, Lord, I ask you to show them you are in charge. You are the Almighty God. You are the I Am. Increase our faith, I pray. Help us to look to you. Help us to believe you. Help us to trust you. You will never let us down. You are so good. We love you. We worship you you, Jesus. Lead us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, Simplify listeners, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe and share, like, and follow. That way you'll never miss an episode anytime an episode drops. You will know it, and you can share it. Head over to pentecostalpublishing.com, pick up Simplify, the devotional that launched this podcast, and 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. In fact, here in just a few weeks, we're going to Go over some of those Ten Commandments, but pick up a copy of Ten Words. You can also use promo code SIMPLIFY at checkout. It's a one-time use promo code. If you've not used it before, you can use it. Save 10% off your entire order. If you live in the Mount Vernon, Ohio area, Knox County, Ohio, you can pick up SIMPLIFY and Ten Words at Paragraphs, very charming bookstore right there at the corner of South Main and East Ohio. Next week, it's a special week. It's Resurrection Week. It's Easter week, and I want to share with you a devotion all about the resurrection. I'm so looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.